Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend and the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. He is Jeremy Rutherford joining the show. JR, what's going on, man? Not too much, boys. How are you guys doing? Oh, doing fantastic. Never been better. JR, did everything uh, Did everything stay in Vegas? <laughs> oh, some of the pictures so. that I saw from JR last night. I think there were a few things that came back with him. He sent you those pictures? Hey. Yeah. Barnes was hey, out there with him. <laughs> let's say hey, let's get, get get this in the open. I don't want anybody thinking anything bad. No, it just had some. Uh, show, show <laughs> I should <drills>. clarify. <laughs> yeah. Come on, he's a happily married man with two beautiful kids at home. BK, stop painting him poorly. <laughs> that's that's totally fair. That's on me. That's bad uh, bad job by me. Nothing horrible happened. I was kidding. I did enjoy though. <laughs> Jr. always has fun with his pictures. Just like his family is hilarious with reactions. And Jr. sent or posted the picture of Vegas. And then the caption with it said, sent this to Sarah. And then what did you say? Sarah basically just hung up on you? Yeah, I think I got a middle finger emoji uh, back. <laughs> and anytime I send her pictures, send my wife pictures of, like, palm trees or sun or anything, pools, swimming pools. But, but no, I sent BK a picture last night. Uh, you know, it was a uh, showgirl. And, and uh, I said, uh, just following Brad Barnes uh, to the game here. Uh, Sounds about right. <laughs> It was impressive. It, it they was have them at the games in Vegas, so it just it's easier that way. Hey, Jr. The Blues are three and zero, and they're going to be coming back home for their for the home opener tomorrow night. They're going to be without Pavel Buchnevich, and they're going to be without Brandon Sod in this one. So the two big offseason additions, they're not going to be able to play in this home opener. What do you think the lineup looks like with those guys out tomorrow night? Yeah, how do you like to be Doug Armstrong and the Blues? You go out and bring in these two new players. It's kind of like uh, you got people coming over to see your brand new car, and everybody shows up, and you got a, a crack in the windshield and, and a flat tire uh, on opening night. You know, you want want these guys to be in the lineup, and obviously they'll probably be at least uh, Bucinevich, not Sad because he's in protocol, but Bucinevich will be there to receive a round of applause, I'm sure. But in terms of the lineup, guys. You know, I think they'll be on the ice here in about 20 minutes. We'll get a look at the lines. But what I would guess is that I, Ivan Barbashev will climb up the lineup. He's been playing really well. In the past, he's played with O'Reilly and Perron, so I could see that as a possibility. And although Jake Neighbors started the last game uh, with uh, Shen and Kairou, Costin moved up there later on, and I thought he looked really good. So I think there's a chance that, that Costin could play on that second line. And then you'll probably just get Kyle Clifford in the lineup. Uh, unless they call somebody up, I would imagine that Clifford will be on that fourth line and get a chance to play his first game against his former team, the LA Kings. JR, have you heard anything about Brandon Saad, if there's any symptoms he's dealing with? And kind of a two-parter here, are, are there any concerns of this carrying over into more of the players? Because we saw Colorado, Landeskog was in COVID protocol, and then Jack Johnson was out the next game. Yeah, nothing confirmed on uh, on Saad in terms of uh, symptoms. Uh, but that's the big fear, Alex, is uh, who else? I mean, the team is just coming off that team bonding trip. 
you know, last week in Vail. And then obviously they were on the road and, and hanging out a lot together. So, you know, right now the number is just at one, but I guess we'll have to pay attention to uh, the, the Blues and that list here in the next couple of days. And you cross your fingers uh, that they're okay. But uh, yeah, you've seen it with Colorado. Also, I think Seattle had a situation where they had a number of players as they were trying to get their inaugural season going, a number of players test positive and then came back with a negative test. So we'll see what happens with Saad after yesterday's announcement that he'll at least miss the opener. JR, I, I should know this. What's the protocol for this this year? Is it, is it 10 days if you're experiencing uh, symptoms? Well, yeah, if there's symptoms, then you're going to have to go into the isolation and, and uh, you know, obviously a positive test will lead to that. So I don't think much has changed on that front. But, uh, you know, the big thing is everybody's vaccinated or at least 99.9 percent all the blue all the blues definitely be case so you know this could be a situation that the blues have listed sod and protocol it could be a situation where you know perhaps he tests in the next uh, 48 72 hours and, and things change but we'll see so jr we saw this offense when at full strength it is going to be the the best part of this team this season but after watching them in three games on this road trip, what's your general takeaway from the, the core of forwards that Craig Berube and his staff have on the ice? Alex, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, as I watched this team in all three games, you know, I, I get that, you know, it wasn't clicking all the time in all three games. But for the most part, you couldn't take your eyes off the game in my mind because there was a chance for every line to score. And, and I think, you know, you think about that Stanley Cup team, and they came at you in waves. But they they were they were finishing checks, they were hitting. But generally speaking, it was those top two lines, you know, that that did the scoring. This is different. I mean, when you have a Robert Thomas and a Vladimir Tarasenko and an Ivan Barbashev on your third line, or you have a Jake Neighbors on your fourth line, like we saw the other night. I mean, there's just the chance that these guys are going to put the puck in the net, no matter who's on the ice. And to me. That's what really stood out, especially in that Vegas game. I mean, I know Vegas was without a couple big players, uh, but the Blues attacked Vegas, and we saw what, what Tarasenko is capable of. So, you know, are, are they going to score every night? Are they going to put up five, seven goals, you know, like they did on this road trip? Probably not, but I think they've got the potential to be really strong, and it's because of that depth. JR, we're now, what, a week into this season. What's your biggest takeaways from the Central Division? Because I know Alex has been over here telling me, or basically since day one, hey, you know, Colorado might not be as good as we think they're going to be. Winnipeg's had a tough start to the year. Are the Blues going to be higher in the ranks in the Central than we expected coming into the season? Yeah, I think early on. I mean, I, I will say we all know this. It, it's still way too early to kind of start evaluating things. Uh, you look at Colorado, they, they were without McKinnon and Landskog. They get those guys back. But I think even, you know, before they lost those two players, there's some people around the league who feel like uh, Colorado might not be as good as they have been in the past because of the losses that they had with Donskoy and Graves and, and Saad, and they changed out the goalie. Um, so I still expect Colorado to be up there. I really do. And, you know, Winnipeg did some things in the offseason. You know, even though it's been a little difficult start, I think they'll be good. You know, I, I like Minnesota. I like what, uh, what they're doing. Um, but I do think, circling back to the Blues here, is that that depth, especially up front, and if they can get Bennington to have a solid season, which he's off to a great start, you know, I think they can be up there in that conversation. So whereas you kind of looked at the Blues as an afterthought, at least a lot of people around the league did, uh, I think that, even though it's a small sample size, I think what we've seen is some pretty good hockey. So uh, I would suspect that uh, they'll be in that running, in that conversation, you know, top three teams or so. 
JR, speaking of Bennington, uh, I saw that you had a, a piece out on The Athletic this morning, and I've seen a lot of different people talking about it. There are sources saying that Bennington's on a, a six-player list for the uh, Canadian Olympic team as one of the goaltenders. His play so far this season has been towards the top of the National Hockey League, especially against the Vegas Golden Knights. Are we seeing a Jordan Bennington that's saying, forget about the last couple of years, this is who I am? I think so. And you know what? Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like for the last year, even though Bennington's numbers haven't been there, I've been continually saying that I like him. I think that he's a strong goaltender. I think he's top third in the league. I think he can still be that guy. So, you know, I just see so much of this flash in the pan, one year wonder, you know, 0 and 9 in the playoffs the past two years. And we watched every game, the three of us did, and the team was not good in front of him. And for many of those games, he was not good. But to me, this isn't a situation where it's 2019 Stanley Cup and we're never going to hear from Jordan Bennington again. And, and we all know what a personality he is in terms of uh, he pushes himself hard. And, and with the chance to make the uh, Team Canada for the Olympics, Doug Armstrong and his crew, his staff making the selections, you know, I think we're going to see a really good Jordan Bennington. I think he's off to a great start. You know, everything I heard, he put in the time in the offseason. I think this is a goalie who's still capable of carrying a team like that. You know, it's finally going to be a normal 82-game schedule, we hope, and I think Jordan Bennington has gotten himself prepared for that. Final question that I have for Jeremy Rutherford, the Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, at J.P. Rutherford. Jay, I feel like the number one question we've been getting in recent days after Vladimir Tarasenko's performance against the Vegas Golden Knights is, hey, if this is the Vladdy that the Blues get, does it change anything in terms of their their interest in trading him and his interest in going anywhere else? Uh, what, what would your answer be to that question? Yeah, it's really, really interesting. I mean, if you can get a Vladimir Tarasenko who's playing really well uh, and can help this team, and let's just say he puts up 25, and with that chemistry with Robert Thomas, you know, Thomas finally takes that next step. Can you really pull Tarasenko out of that lineup and trade him? You know, I guess it depends on what are you getting in return. If you're getting a top four defenseman or you're freeing up some salary to be able to go out and get a, a top four defenseman at the trade deadline, you know, however it could shake out, then I think you consider it. The, the bottom line here is you can look at it both ways, but the bottom line is does Vladimir Tarasenko still want to be traded? And if he says yes, then you have to – you have to execute that trade when it makes the most sense for the Blues. And if he's on fire and he's going through a three- or four-week stretch where, where he's putting up the numbers, you know, I think you have to consider it. Because what happens if that falls off? What happens if he gets injured and then you're unable to move him? You know, I think this is a difficult challenge for Doug Armstrong. When is the right time? You know, I, I just think they're going to have to feel it out as the season goes along. He's Jeremy Rutherford, Rutherford, rather. Find his work over at The Athletic. Jeremy, we always appreciate the time, my man. Thanks so much for joining us today. All right, thanks, guys. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. 
even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.